Hi, this is Deborah Christofferson. I play Sue Blevins on 911. You're listening to Fandom Family Chats. Hey everyone, welcome back to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Jeanette. I'm Tiffany. And tonight we're going to be discussing 911 and then the resident a little bit later on. Um, but 911, this is season six, episode five. And <laughs> the first call on this one just cracked me up the 911 call for the home invasion that turned out to be a raccoon so that was entertaining <laughs> it was hilarious yeah that yeah that uh i really thought something major was like i don't know i didn't know who i thought was in her house and then even when like they you know she got startled I, and you know the i was like oh my gosh did he kill her like i was really terrified mm-hmm. And then they show up and, you know, I loved it. Buck went and found the little guy. He was so cute too. I was just like, oh. But like, and just the thing, I mean, the raccoon, what he came through, like the dog door that, you know, thing that she told her husband they didn't need anymore. Why would you keep a dog door when you don't have a dog? Yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess you did at one time maybe and just never got rid of it. But I'm like, dang, I never thought about that with like a dog door. Yeah. So, Remind me to never do that because I would die if I found like a raccoon in my pantry it's like that. Kind of terrifying thinking about everything that could come through the dog door, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, the lady was okay because I mean, like, I was like, oh my gosh, this poor woman, like, you'd be taken out by a raccoon. But, you know, she, she was good. really be scared of raccoons. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know they got the second call of the guy which turned out to be her husband the same address and this time I mean it really was someone like breaking in and I mean the whole time I was thinking to myself because I was like oh yeah we gave them the the gate code because I remember Josh asking for that so I was like oh this is gonna be this is gonna be what happened but how crazy that I don't know that was wild but that one was worse. I mean, that you know, he actually got shot. And yeah, pretty bad too. Yeah, and I, I mean, it was. I don't know. I also wish like all these people would just stay. I mean, like they were telling you to like stay put, and you guys wanted to just like roam around your house when you think there's someone who's broken in, which I think is really dumb. Like, let's mm-hmm. just you know find a closet, man. Like, get in there and just wait for help to show up. Yeah, I don't think I'd be walking around my house Mm-mm. if I knew someone was robbing it. No, no, especially, I mean, the house is huge. Like, it's going to take you forever to get to the front door and try to get out of there. <laughs> I'd get lost on the way out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had one more call that we responded to. And this one, the poor brother trying to help his sister out um, with fixing up her house. And... <laughs> insulation that was scary though like i was thinking to myself like oh my god he's gonna suffocate in like insulation and he had the best of intentions it just did not go very well he did he did um i feel like that's an activity that should be supervised yeah um so i'm not really sure i mean even if she was just standing at the bottom to like he could holler down and need help like where was she during all of this like that's what I couldn't figure out like were you in the house and you just waited that long to like help him like I mean the insulation was coming down the attic stairs he definitely seemed like he was alone Mm -hmm. 
which was you know yeah. first mistake there that was dumb but i mean i of course i knew it was gonna go badly as soon as i saw like that like it get kinked up right there i was like mm. yeah i mean clearly didn't like, read the okay. instructions <laughs> or listen to the instructions very right. well of, of how to do this let's just keep turning it up up more just more. keep hitting the button because that that's makes more work. sense sure mm-hmm. good plan good plan um, but her poor house destroyed absolutely destroyed um which maybe not a bad thing because at the end of it mm-hmm. Buck and eddie and whoever the other people were i wasn't really concerned with them at yes. all um other people standing there <laughs> I'm like, I think I said this in the chat. I, I would, I mean, I will destroy my whole house if Buck and Eddie are going to show up to like help right. me put it back together. Yeah. It's worth it. But yeah, so like there's those robberies that have been happening. Um, they 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 notice that there's a lot of these happening like at the same addresses where we previously had like the 911 calls. Um, and so that's interesting. And of course, Athena and I um i want to call him mike i know his name's not mike but it's because i watched the fosters and i've been watching it but the other detective we hadn't seen him in a while Mm -hmm. so he's back to help athena like try to figure out what's going on with that can't think of his name either i don't remember it might be mike i'm not positive i mean all i can think of is mike and that's because we've been watching the fosters (laughs) around here so i'm like that's his name over there that's all i can think of (laughs) It was pretty smart of her to catch on to that. All the calls or all the robberies were happening happening in houses. Mm-hmm. Just contacted 911. Mm-hmm. I like how uh, she like enlists Maddie's help. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, go kind of undercover mm-hmm. to get, what's his name? Oh my gosh. We're not good at this tonight. Where are uh... we? he's um, new he's only been in like yeah. two episodes i mean i think it's okay that we don't remember his name yeah but i was so nervous like poor maddie when she was like oh it was i accessed all the yeah, calls right? I was thinking, oh no like this is not this is not looking good for poor maddie i mean obviously we knew it wasn't her because you know maddie would never do anything like that no. um i mean obviously actually, she wouldn't look up who the Right. call logs were in front of the two detectives right there <laughs> like, oh, like oh it's oh it's me um i actually called it last week though amanda and i when we were talking about the preview for this episode amanda had said how she liked the new guy and you know she was excited and i was like do we think it's him and poor man oh god maybe it is <laughs> so I'm like excited i like it when i can do my police work and i like figure things out before they happen so he has always felt sketchy to me since he started Mm -hmm. well something felt off about him mm -hmm. well typically we don't like we have like josh and we have sue like we have some like minor players at the call center but we've never had more than one main character Mm -hmm. from the call center so i was like "Mm, yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna be around long Mm -hmm. like that's just not how they do things you know this sucks too because you know he was a good guy it yeah. seems like and he was actually really just trying to help his family mm-hmm. he just went about it the very wrong way yeah yeah i mean i get i get the sentiment i mean you know like yeah i mean i did feel bad him. for him when you know they were walking about in the cuffs and you could tell that it got to maddie too but mm-hmm. had he no. come to her for help she would have helped him yes yes 
and the thing is like i mean the only other i mean it was you used her login so i mean like she was kind of i mean it was looking like it was on her so i don't blame her like it's me or somebody else like sorry like you're gonna have to go down on this one yeah i don't know what to tell you definitely not taking the fall for that no absolutely not my gosh and poor maddie if that was not enough to go through this week she hired like psycho nanny to watch after their daughter this woman is freaking crazy yes i mean would i love someone to like make dinner and like help me out with some stuff absolutely but like when you're like i mean like when chim walked in with his shoes on and she was like oh like this is my house if i want to walk around with my shoes on i'll walk around with my shoes on mm-hmm. it's not up to you so she took it just a little too far a little too far yeah if you have to hide in your bathtub <laughs> just to get away from your nanny that's probably the point that should tell you something's not mm-hmm. right here and what was it when Tim came in there he was like how long have you been in here <laughs> And he just hopped right in. I love how she handed him the glass and she just continued drinking out of the bottle. Like, there you go. Join me. Oh, I love them together. I'm so glad they're back together. I'm so glad for that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, obviously that wasn't going to last long. And I liked how she, would they say, rehomed the nanny? Yes. Yeah. You gotta go. But the nanny... I mean, she wasn't the only one to get rehomed this episode. Poor Hoover, I think, made it to everyone at the 118 at one point or the other. I feel bad for Hoover. Like, he was so cute, but man, he was ornery. He was. But, you know, I mean, like, they didn't act like he hadn't been doing this at Bobby's house, right? Not that I saw. He wasn't destroying anything at Bobby's house. I mean, the only reason they had to get rid of him is because Athena and May's allergies which mm-hmm. uh, that was sweet of Athena to not even tell him at first because she said he looked so happy with the dog. I'm so glad I'm not allergic to any animals. Like, I feel like I just have to take allergy medicine and just roll with it because I, I wouldn't be, I don't know, that'd be tough to not have any. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. <laughs> we just roll with it. <laughs> I used to get allergy shots weekly just so I could live with my animals. Oh, do you not have to anymore um well i just i stopped doing it i would actually be able to breathe a lot better if i did it oh. i just don't i just take a lot of allergy pills now yeah <laughs> that would stink yeah i had a friend though that was allergic to cats and so she would just but my cat loved her so she would just pop an allergy tablet before she came over to my house every time like mm-hmm. grab a benadryl and i'll be over in a minute <laughs> Yeah, I I've I felt bad for uh, everybody's houses. Mm-hmm. Like I get you feel bad for this dog, but at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> the dog's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I mean the dog. I mean, yeah, but you know, if you think about the fact that he came from like a busy sorority house, he was probably never alone. Mm-hmm. So he probably did have like separation anxiety in you know being by himself and kind of destructive. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. He probably was never alone yeah. there. But I had to laugh at the first, even before they saw him like destroying stuff at, at Hen and um, Karen's house. When they were trying to have some adult alone time together and the dog, I'm like, 
I mean, yeah, always in your business. Like, can you go somewhere else, please? Like, we're just trying to spend some time together. And Hoover was like, nope, nope. It's funny. Lock him out. Nope, that didn't work. Let him back in. Right on the bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's going to work. <laughs> he was like, all right, let's go to bed then. He destroyed their stuff. So they took him to Eddie because, you know, Christopher needs a dog. Also, and Christopher was one that said, I think he has separation anxiety. I believe he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. And so, where'd they take him? To Buck's house. And of course, that wasn't going to work out for him either. So, I think he tried to take him to Chim's first, and Chim was just like, nope. Yes, that's right. That. <laughs> Nanny said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which Chim was perfectly fine with that. You could tell he was like, no, I'm cool. We don't, we don't need the dog. You know, I mean, he was never going to work at Hen's house anyways, just because, I mean, she has, like, so much going on. She, we got to see, like, from last week where she spoke to her doctor and got to do those, those clinicals to see if she was going to pass and finally get to be a doctor. It was, okay, while I am really sad that she won't be working with the team anymore, she just kicked butt this week it was so great watching her do like her clinicals i would love to watch and do that she would be such a fantastic doctor i wish we could somehow like let her be a doctor but like still keep her on the show i mean i know there's Mm -hmm. no way to do that but i mean couldn't we follow like a couple like calls onto the hospital to see like ken i mean what's wrong with that i would i would watch that (laughs) yeah i mean I don't know. I just, it, it stinks that, you know, I'm so happy to see her like be able to do this, but she's going to have to leave us, you know? And everyone was so proud of her, though. It was yeah. so great watching everybody just be happy for her. Yeah. And how happy Karen was for her. I know. I mean, I think I'd be happy too. Like, wife's going to be a doctor. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Right. What'd she call her? Her hype well, woman? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it just, for me, it didn't sink in. I mean, we've been, I've been talking about it on the last few podcasts about this, but like I somehow I was holding out hope that like she wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, but I mean, she's got to, right? I mean, like, I know we haven't officially like, but I mean, here they, they had her a big party at, at Bobby and Athena's to congratulate for her and i don't know so i think I don't it's just see any other way she yeah. can stay yeah so like i'm thinking that hen is leaving mm-hmm. but then you see the preview for next week and it sounds like maybe karen might be the one leaving i really i don't know that shocked me and i mm-hmm. i really don't think that we will kill karen i, I mean know. I hope not. I mean, can you imagine what that would do to Hen? My yeah. God, she loves her wife to pieces. Like she's the most important person to her. And I know. And when I mean, and if that happened, would she still go on to do to be a doctor, or would that be too much happening? I mean, imagine those hours. Like, how would that even work with Denny at that point? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hope we're gonna save Karen but that looks like a wild episode um 
I love those kind of episodes though. So I'm excited for it because I mean, when we watch these kind of shows, like these rescue type shows, like I want there to be like major things happening sometimes because that's where you get the drama from. But then it stresses me. So I don't know. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for it, I guess. But as soon as like that preview came on and like we hadn't seen Karen's face yet, but I heard the voice, I was like, oh God, that's Karen. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, like I was so nervous. It looks like a big explosion, like at her lab. I totally forgot what she did for a living until I saw that. Yeah, I didn't even <clears throat> didn't even think well, about it. It's because she on a uh, um, station 19, she's a therapist. And so in my head, I just had it that Karen was also a therapist. But she's not. That's just her her role on Station 19. So I didn't think about that. So I was like, oh yeah, she does. She's like a scientist or something, right? I don't know. But that looks, I mean, that's gonna be exciting. Um not sure. Because I've heard no confirmations on either one of them officially leaving the show. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see. Um, or at least I haven't. I mean, and I don't think. I saw something in the group. Someone posted about the actress that plays Karen. Mm -hmm. Something she put on her Instagram made it sound like a goodbye post. Yeah. I'm really hoping it it wasn't. And it was just like a, you know, this was a fun whatever post. Yeah. I just, I I don't want to see her go because I love Karen. Me either. I mean, I guess. If Hen's going to leave, I mean, we probably weren't going to see Karen anyway. So it's That's like, true. we don't need to kill her. Like, there's, I know, it's, right? It's unnecessary. Um, unless that somehow is like a, a way to keep Hen on the show. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens, but it looks exciting for sure. That's basically it for 911. Um, this episode, and that's how they usually do things on the show. I feel like there's like, episodes that don't have a whole lot of stuff and then we get hit with this really big one which is what makes me think this next episode will be um, mm-hmm. so we'll see but i guess now we can move on to talk about the resident and maureen will jump on and join us for that one hello 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 uh but this episode uh of the resident this one was um I like that we started out with like Conrad and we all know mm-hmm. how amazing he is mm-hmm. and clearly his patients do too. <laughs> this guy comes in and he spots him from across the room and it might, you know, cause it's me and I'm thinking, I mean, if I saw him there too, I'd be like, nope, nope. Only he's going to treat me, <laughs> bring him over here. No one else is allowed to touch me right now. So I was like, I, I fully support this statement. <laughs> Poor Irving. I think he thought it was kind of against him at first, but he's like, yeah, well, I guess. I mean, it's Conrad. What are you going to do? You know? We love Conrad. I do like that this episode was Irving heavy. I did too. Now, if we could have one that is Nolan heavy, I mean, how many times we got to say it, people? You did it. Clearly, you listened to us a little bit because you brought one of our side characters at the front, and we love Tasso. Yeah, we love Irving for sure. So it was really fun to see him interact with everybody, including Conrad. I like that little conversation he and Conrad had. Mm-hmm. Something is true. They don't even in all the medical dramas we watch, the ED doctors don't really get. What, is it ED on the resident, or is that just Chicago? It's Med? ER on the resident. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's I've ED been watching Chicago Med, yeah, so Chicago everything's Med ED. <laughs> yeah, 
But I mean, they don't because you just treat them and they leave. And I mean, if it was a miraculous save, maybe you'd get something for it, but. It's true. I mean, like you don't get to spend that much time with them. And I mean, I think especially on the resident, because I feel like, I mean, on Chicago Med, I feel like they do a little bit more because I mean, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. they get more invested, but I never thought about that in that way that like Irving, you know, he's just treating them, you know, Hunley, everybody there, they're just treating them, they're out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Conrad and you know used to be Devin would get to spend more time like actually like being their doctor helping yeah. them you know what's going on um, but you know that's what we found out with Conrad on this one that I mean he saved his life once before um, and found something you know that pretty big um, I, don't, I don't know about you but if there was a metal rod sticking out of my back <laughs> I I don't like I have cancer. Okay. I know what it felt like to go there and be like, Oh crap. They're going to tell me it's cancer. I get it. Yeah. But if there's a metal rod sticking out of my spine, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it looked at. <laughs> the only thing I thought, like at first I was like, okay, well maybe cause he kept talking about like his fiance, maybe like in my head at first I was thinking, well, maybe he just found it and he just wanted to like get married and like have that part, you know, like over, but no, I mean, it sounds like it's been there a while. Like, and you're telling me even the fiance, you you you've seen that bandaid on his back every day for a year and you or two years and you didn't you didn't question it like that seems a little odd. She did in my question opinion. it, but she, she never made him look at it. Like I would mm-hmm. be like, let me see. Like yeah, probably at some point you want to see it. But I'm like demanding and controlling like that. Like <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't let it go. I would just rip the bandaid off sometime when he wasn't looking and be like, I want to see it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> which i feel like she should have because then we could well, take care of it <laughs> but i mean he told her that it had to stay covered to protect him from what he had so he, long, he instilled though. fear in her well that's I a mean, naive statement a band-aid it, what's the band-aid? it is but if she doesn't have if she doesn't have bone cancer bone cancer is a serious thing and it affects your bones and there's a spot where bone is stealing if he's instilling fear in her right i mean because it had to be right from the jump that he's telling yeah. her this I'd so be he Googling just put fear in there right away well myself and then oh, i'd be like oh you're wrong okay i looked this up and it doesn't need to stay she covered. was pretty so mad at herself though i know i shouldn't be giving her a hard time i feel bad for her but and maybe she was also afraid yeah true i mean i think it's stupid to gamble with your health like that but i mean i i, I get that fear that's going to stop you like there's a part of us that of us humans that is the completely dumb and stupid and moronic part it's like well they don't tell me bad news and it doesn't exist right Right. we're idiots and that's what this guy was i mean he went through the worst of bone cancer is the scariest cancer you can get i mean it's very hard to and very painful to get a bone marrow transplant yeah he already went through that once and so I think he just wanted so bad to believe he was healed. I mean, look at Conrad too. I bet Conrad yeah. wanted to believe it. Yeah. My heart broke for him on that final scene. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, even Conrad, like Conrad and Billy had that big long discussion about denial and like, mm-hmm. I really thought we were going to like, gee, I wonder what Billy was talking about. <laughs> I think he was talking about it too. Like, I'm telling you all, I think he has feelings for her as well. Mm-hmm. He does. Because I, th- I think he just, he's a, I think he's afraid to say it because he feels like that's betraying Nick. 
So mm-hmm. he wants her to tell him. And I think then he will feel like it's okay to like, I don't know. He was wanting her to say it in this episode yeah. and she never did. And the way he honed in on that, like his yes. his head whipped to her so fast. <laughs> like, hmm, what are you, what are you denying? <laughs> so fast. And it was so instantaneous. And even the way Billy's, he, I don't think she expected him to dig deeper because I think she has this idea Oh, he's head over heels, absolutely fallen in love with Kate. And there's no hope for me. I think that's what she's convinced herself because she's afraid. Mm-hmm. I mean, this episode was as much about fear as it was about denial. Yeah. And yeah. I think that they both do have feelings for each other. And I think that they're both convinced of something that's inaccurate, which is crazy <laughs> because Conrad's a fantastic diagnostician, can diagnose anything from mere sight alone. And Billy can yeah. fix anything almost by just staring at it. <laughs> Yeah. And neither one of them is believing the right thing because they are so afraid. Yeah, I will admit I did see a spark this week. Mm-hmm. This was the first time I saw it, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> we need more of that for sure. I think the first spark I saw in them was this season. Or the first time I felt like, okay, this could work. And that was the episode where they were in the elevator. Yeah. When Connor was talking to her. I was like, oh. Okay, okay. In the first episode of this season, for sure. I know, it's just, it's it's weird to me still. But anything's better than Cade. Almost a a duck would be better than Cade. A duck. (laughs) It was the first animal that came to mind. Tears tribute. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I hope that they keep, because I'm kind of enjoying watching them figure that out. I think this yeah. is, I think it was good writing this episode. I, I enjoyed how they were subtle, but giving us enough that we're satisfied with it and making us kind of burn for them a little bit. I love a good slow burn. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Not too slow though. Like, <laughs> I don't think they are moving too slow. I think it's kind of satisfying to watch Conrad grapple with his feelings for Billy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's humanizing Conrad. I mean, we've kind of hold him up as this mythical creature who can do all things, mm-hmm. but he's afraid and it's humanizing to watch him, that fear play out. on. I mean, yeah. when he was talking to Billy about denial, there was mm-hmm. fear playing out on his face. Mm-hmm. And it was gratifying to see that. And it was, I think it's, I think it makes it exciting to watch it. I think he's going to press the issue with her too. Because mm-hmm. he really wanted an answer from her that she wasn't giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want him to, because I think I would rather see him be the pursuer than her be the pursuer, because he's the one in the relationship. Like, I don't want to see her have to like chase after him, like, like what it looks like, you know, and steal him from Kate. Like, I don't want to see that. Yeah. I want to see him recognize, like realize his feelings for her and, and pursue that. Mm-hmm. I would like to see her give him subtle encouragement here and there though. Yeah. But mostly because I miss like, like when you think back to like, early conrad and nick of him being that like flirty mm-hmm. like like i want to see that again and so because we definitely don't get that with kate there's no. like no flirt there's no chemistry no spark there's absolutely pure nothing. safety with kate that's all it is yeah it's i'm not gonna get hurt so this is what we're gonna do yeah even their hugs look awkward i know i do think though that it was helpful too to have conrad talking with his fiance with the guy's fiance whose name I cannot remember. What is this patient's name? I can never remember the patient's names. <laughs> but I think it was it was eye-opening for Conrad to see 
that this was hidden from this person and because it was hidden he lost everything uh-huh. and to see that her she didn't pursue she just accepted a bogus answer that yeah. shouldn't have been relied on out of fear so i think that that was really again it was smart writing it wasn't just good writing it was smart writing the stories were done smartly this week and they were done well because they use all these different avenues not overtly not like not that makes it cheesy like it has been in the past, I don't know, like eight or nine episodes. I know we're only in episode five, but coming off of last season, mm-hmm. it was done well enough here that you could see. And again, I know they're fake characters, but you could see the wheels and Conrad's head turning mm-hmm. and you could, that's the way Matt played it out. And yeah. it was good to watch that happen. It was good to watch him realize that. And it was even Billy, it was brought so far to Billy. He confessed these things to Billy as he was, as he was grasping it. And then Billy understood it. And so I think- I think if they keep playing it out like this, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I did like that Conrad didn't push one way or the other too for the surgery. Yeah. 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 And you let I, her make the decision. That was, you know, mm-hmm. what needed to happen. And I was proud of her too, because at first I was like, oh man, she's going to let him die. But then I was like, oh man, she's going to have him do the surgery. So I didn't, even I didn't know. But what yeah. she said was, and you could tell she was sad. She said, it's what he would have chosen. And I was, I mean, what a hard thing to do. I'm sure she couldn't, there was no situation she could have planned for that would have made her happy, I'm sure. But to look at it, to be able to cut yourself out of it when you are the one who's still thinking and to do what they would do is it, that had to be really hard for her. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that, okay, forgive me for, how did that even end? Like, like he, we, do he we died. know if he's okay? Did yeah. he die? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, you Cut see Conrad's out, face at the stupid. end. You see Conrad's face at the end and then you see her packing up his broom. And, she's, and it was interesting because if you notice the things she's packing up, they are all black, but he oh. was wearing all black clothes. So I think it was a subtle way to be yeah. like, yeah, death. This is what happens when I multitask because if it was happening without words happening, this is why I missed it. And that was when Conrad was, was just emotionally quiet. staring into the room and then Kate hugged him because mm. he was sad. It was a whole quiet scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought it was I, even that I thought was well done especially with like the yeah. black things that she was packing up she mm-hmm. was in all black mm-hmm. too I teared up at that scene mm-hmm. it, was, it was yeah very well done why do they gotta zoom in on Matt Zucre's face when he's when he's got sad face on why do they gotta do that because it's so good though <laughs> like he's not sad it but... makes me so sad mm-hmm. I mean that's why they do it because it makes you sad his but, face that they want so pretty <laughs> I don't like seeing Matt be sad. Yeah. Making myself up. emotional over here. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Um, My Logan. Yeah. Not Logan, Conrad. I, I know, but he's my Logan. I know. He'll always be our Logan, right? Uh, but, you know, I mean, like, even, like, Devin and Irving's case this week was, was pretty tough, too. Um, that guy. Like... That guy was wild. Bit of a zealot. Will, he, he did look good for 72, though. I was just like, wow, okay. Like 72. Probably because he's not like, 72. I know. I know. <laughs> like, there's no way. I think I even did look up the I was like, okay, up. I gotta know how old the actor really is. That's what I'm doing now. Not 72. He's born 1960. So he's 62. So he's 62. This, he still looks really good for that. For 62, I think. Well. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, 
that guy, he does look great for his age. And I like, I like how they use Conrad's special case to start. I want to call him Tasso. Irving. Irving. I don't remember yeah. his name. <laughs> to start Irving going down this way. And it was nice to see Irving take part in that. And I got all excited for a minute because Jessica was like, oh, is that something you want to pursue? I was like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna do this and we're gonna see more of him. And he's like, oh, I'm happy. Like, oh. I don't know. I think there still could be a chance though. I think oh, there really is for sure by this. So I, I think there's a chance that he'll want to do this. And you know, maybe they'll treat him like not treat him like Conrad because I don't think anybody can diagnose like Conrad but use him, utilize him a little bit more to help figure out these cases. And I do, what I did notice though, is they give him and like Jessica and our background characters that we love, give him a lot of cliche, kitschy lines. They do. And it was hard to watch this episode a little bit, but Tasso made me laugh a lot when he looked at, when <laughs> um, it was Devin and Marco and I, Irving, I, I gotta stop calling him Tasso and Irving within that room and they're all talking about what great things this could do. And Irving was like, yeah, I just want to live forever. <laughs> like, but you know what? cracking me up the whole episode with that. Because I feel like that, that definitely fits him. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, I mean, that just felt like something Irving would say. Like, yeah, yeah. I just want to live forever. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried 100%. about it. But yeah. then we also got the vulnerability of him saying this week, mm-hmm. I'm scared. Yeah. And that's not something that we address a whole lot in the doctors. We, we kind of see these people, especially in the resident. I think we all kind of see them as invincible. Very rarely do they fail. Yeah. And so to have one of them who we love admit that and talk about mortality in a real and relatable way, it kind of made me love his character a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But we see him working together this whole week. And I think they did well working together. I think that Devin and Irving make a good team. I think Devin is so serious, especially lately. Uh-huh. I think he enjoys having Irvin be there to lighten him up a little bit. Because, I mean, Devin likes to laugh. He likes to smile. But yeah. his workload is heavy. His burden is heavy. Yeah. And so I like, I think him working with Irving could be a real thing. Yeah, no, I think here so for too. It. I want I definitely want to see more of that I mean that's I think and I think I really do think we're going to head that way because I this season alone I feel like we've seen more Irving Mm -hmm. than we've seen like all the other seasons combined Mm -hmm. yep so I'm excited for that so I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that for us I mean not just me I mean (laughs) fan of family chats and what I would like to put out there is can we get a Devin Nolan Irving thing going for the rest of the season? Like let's dream team right there. We got a surgeon, we got an ER doc and we got a research doctor. Like let's, let's make that happen. Yeah. Wouldn't that let's be great? Just, even if we just saw more of all, like we've said this over and over, even if we just saw more of them like outside of the hospital, mm-hmm. like just hanging out, yeah. let's go out to the bar and play darts some more or something. But like, I need Nolan to be there too. Can you imagine? He's got to be the best person in the world to hang out with. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Endless opportunities to make fun of that man. It would be fantastic. Absolutely. But this guy, back to Marco, I mean, he did, watching him do, I was thinking that as he was doing push-ups, I was thinking, man, he's pretty winded for being as in good shape as he is. What is that about? Because that's what I sound like after doing four push-ups. Well, it's like, okay, I understand you're 72 and you're in great shape. 
but you, you're still 72 sir <laughs> like exactly. you're you you're still set you may be very fit 72 and mm -hmm. that's great but like just relax and you could tell poor Devin was just completely irritated with the whole thing he was just like I'm so over this you could just tell <laughs> Devin is too nice to be subtle mm -hmm. like when you're being subtle and you're Devin, it just comes off as invitation for more. It doesn't yeah. come off as I'm done with you. <laughs> he's just, he was like, that concludes the tour of the hospital. Like it, he's, he's not done with you, Devin. Yeah. Sorry, my guy. I don't know. <laughs> but I did think that it, it was crazy. Me, having gone through chemo crazy to me that this guy regularly takes a chemo drug. I thought about you when I was watching this. I was like, I wonder what Maureen thought of it. Because I, I don't know what these are like. But I mean, I was thinking about that. I mean, I don't know why you would do that to yourself. I mean, well, I mean, even the the metformin, okay. Because I took that for a little while. I had what is like that? It's um to treat either diabetic, like if you're oh, pre-diabetic yeah, right. or like insulin resistance, which is what mine was for a little while, which is insulin resistance. So not like, but like. It has some really unpleasant side effects, and that's all I'm going to mm -hmm. say about it. Mm -hmm. um, side effects that I don't think anyone wants to have, so mm -hmm. I'm not sure why he would do it. And that on top of a chemo drug. And obviously, it's a lower dose of chemo, so it wasn't what I had, because sure. my dose, you could only tolerate once a week. Right. And he said he takes all of these things every day. And how long has he been doing this to himself? How long have you been taking all these pills every day? Well, like, you've I heard, I mean, all the things that are happening to his yes. body now. I mean, kidneys shutting down. I, I don't even remember the whole list. Like, this is what you've done to yourself. Like, wow. And I mean, yeah, you might live a bit longer, but is your quality of life great? Because it doesn't, I, knowing what those drugs are, it doesn't seem to me like it would be that great. Yeah. No. I mean, ooh, ooh yeah. gross. And I think... It was nice, again, in him, it was nice to see that vulnerability because it, it, this story had the potential to be too fantastical mm -hmm. and they could have taken that way because that's, listen, I love The Resident, but the past, like, I don't know, eight, ten episodes, it hasn't felt right. This season, I think they're getting better and better and better they as the season goes. Yeah. So I'm excited about this season again. And I wasn't excited at all last year, like, oh, can, is this done yet? Season five was a rough season. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it was nice to see that vulnerability come back in there where this guy looked at Devin and he said, I just want my life to have meaning. And that it made it more likable and it made you want the storyline more than just a crazy eccentric old guy who's going to live forever, like on fame. Like yeah. that's. Yeah. And I think, and I mean, obviously this is leading to, you know, some really good things. Cause I mean, Devin wasn't gonna buy into like let's research how to live forever but this guy's <laughs> like I'm gonna fund everything yeah and I mean this helps you know mm -hmm. and I did like with Kit too she when he went in there to tell her about this she was like oh great great but the moment he said MS research she's yep. like oh hello <laughs> yeah Hold on now. Well, the governor is cutting their funding by 30% or mm -hmm. a third, right? Yes, one so third. We did say that again, too. But I know so we did. Gonna, I know. We're going to need this. We could just, can, we, can we just leave that out of future episodes? Like, we get it. <laughs> Guys, we get it. 
we know we don't know what a third is of a hospital bill but we know that you're there cutting it by a third yeah we know get it's a big chunk we don't care about it anymore though because clearly you have daddy warbucks who's about ready to give you all you got so oh it's fine now yeah we're fine (laughs) although i did love that we transitioned from it was this and this is again what i think was so good about this episode was the way it all cut together there were separate plot points in this episode but they cut it all together really finely so it, it was it just felt like a natural episode for the first time in a long time so we went from Devin going to kit and saying this stuff and kit going home and there was Belle, who i missed a lot I didn't, I didn't realize i missed him exactly she walked through those doors and he was like making dinner and i was like look at that man yes i was like i was thinking to myself i wish i could walk through my door and find my husband in an apron cooking me dinner like that i would be so happy there's there's been kind of a role reversal this whole episode of typical roles and you see one you see bell cooking but also at the end i like when kit sits down on the chair and i bell yeah. sat down on the arm of the chair and then leaned into her and i was like i don't know why but i love that i absolutely okay. love that yeah i thought the same thing too i was like is he sitting on her lap because that's freaking adorable <laughs> yes i loved him i am a little nervous i don't know if it's foreshadowing or if it's just something that they were doing mm-hmm. but when she said and i i know it has you to be tell me Conrad had, but you would tell me if there's anything she worded it weird too she said you would tell me if there's any questions i need to be asking like yes i got nervous too i, I don't know that, that he would know what questions you need to be asking but maybe tell you if there's something wrong so i don't know if that's foreshadowing for what's coming down the pike for him maybe he'll be a part of this ms trial that's gonna be this guy is gonna fund i can't get more bucks out of my name now so i don't remember what his actual character (laughs) name is that's all i remember that was more bucks mark marco marco that's what it is yeah marco yeah Yeah. so i don't know if that's what they're doing because this ms storyline is not going away for now but clearly he's doing well clearly the trial he did went well so but you know it's like i keep thinking of aj's mom you know with cancer patients or people who are near death oftentimes right before oh i don't want to say that because i don't want that to happen but (laughs) right before something bad happens yeah they perk up and get more energy so i'm i don't i'm nervous i'm nervous i don't think they're going to take bruce greenwood off the show but i'm still nervous of where this is going Mm-hmm. no i agree he said he was gonna have a really big storyline the second half of the season so i'm excited to see what that is about. i don't know that that's gonna be good mm-hmm. i think it might be heavily focused on him but if we're getting this guy who's gonna fund ms research i i think this might be a not yeah. fun thing to watch i mean it'll be interesting and because we love bell it'll be it'll captivate us mm-hmm. but i think it has great potential to make us very very sad even if it doesn't end in death, I mean, MS can debilitate somebody. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see Belle like that. I but I mean, the other person who's having a really hard time is, I mean, we're seeing the real lives of these people. Uh, real. <laughs> as real as a character's life can get. Yeah. We're seeing those. And I think that they another storyline that they're doing really, really good at portraying the reality of the situation is with Padma and the twins. That was a really emotional storyline this yes. week. I, when they were all like packing up to go and you could tell that she was so like, I mean, I clearly remember even with my second child, after I'd already done this once before, 
I remember so very clearly the first day that everyone went back to work and went to school. My mom wasn't there anymore and just being alone with them. Even though I knew what I was doing, like it's, it's a very stressful, like, cause you're still pumped full of hormones. Like, I mean, you're having a hard time. You're probably that when I had a C-section much like she did. So like you're recovering from that as well. And I mean, I know they have to get back to their lives and I get that, but I was a little bummed that Leela, AJ, Devin, you all didn't figure out a plan so that you all can make sure you were actually physically checking on her throughout the day. Not just a phone call, like just find a way, at least for that, maybe like that first week she's alone with them, that someone is popping in, bringing her lunch, like just because she's probably not got time to eat, like just something because all day she was struggling Mm -hmm. and every time they would call, she acted like everything was okay. And every, both of them, both AJ and Leela, you could tell they sort of had an idea when they got off the phone and then just kind of let it go. Like, oh no, I'm sure she's fine. But you all heard it in her voice that she definitely wasn't fine. Mm -hmm. them i can give a pass to because neither of them had been a parent her calling her doctor and not getting any support from her that made me mad she could not get a pass the doctor that really pissed me off i was so upset because i'm like okay yes is it normal for babies to cry yes and you should be reassuring her of that i'm cool with you making that statement it's also fine for you to worry like I'm I'm okay with her like reassuring her that all these things are normal but you should have followed up with more about like how are you doing like maybe give her some helpful tips not just can I transfer you to make your next appointment no and even when I worked in the hospital yeah let me and my thing was that lady you work in the hospital with her baby daddy her sister and her basically brother-in-law go find one of them and be like look I just got a call from Padma I feel like she's having a hard time it might be you know she might need some extra support here I mean you work right there with them in the same hospital Does she? like go find somebody and yeah yeah because I mean she's the OB like I'm assuming it was the OB that was taking care of that like you know was gonna do her c-section before she needed mm-hmm. um dr sullivan to do it right i mean that's who it sounded like her voice was that doctor so i'm like you work right there with them like yeah. go find somebody and you know I, know I mean they did when Padma was in the hospital they did that rotation where there was mm-hmm. always one person there mm-hmm. like yeah we get you have to go back to work but can there be one of you there at a time do you all work the exact same shift every single day especially the surgeons there's more movability in their schedules so you'd think that yeah be somebody and I, I get like, but unfortunately that's the way it is. I mean, everybody wants to be there like when you're having the baby and like mm-hmm. right after like, and that was something that I remember when I had like, you know, everybody wants to come visit you when you're in the hospital. I don't necessarily need you then. I've got nurses and doctors surrounding me. When I need you is those like few weeks following bringing the babies home. Like, that's when I need you yeah. to come visit and bring lunch, do a load of laundry while you're here, like wash some dishes, like do that kind of stuff. Let me go take a nap. You know, that's what in my head, yeah. I was thinking if I wish she was a real person and I lived in Atlanta because I would go over there and tell her to go take a nap and I would watch the babies for a couple hours. Yeah. Like that's what she needed. And you're going <sighs> to tell me that the community of people that is close friends within the hospital, none of them had time to step over there. 
And I think too, the other thing that is hard to follow with is because they keep doing many time jumps because Mm -hmm. they, and they keep giving us indications by the dialogue. And Devin said these past few weeks caring for those babies, like how, how much time has passed now? Like, did she have support and then it was suddenly taken away? Like we need to, we need more information here. Either way, if, if this doesn't seem to me like just simply being overwhelmed, okay. she was in the bath. Oh my God. The music at the end and he couldn't find her. I was really nervous for her. I thought something. she was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought she so did I. the babies and she was gone. Because it seems to me like there's a bit of postpartum depression going on, which that's not an unusual response for that. It's not like they can control that. It's not like no. they want to go. It's not like they, it's that they cannot take it. Mm-hmm. So I really thought that's what you're going to tell me that in those few weeks that you were caring for that no one saw any indication of this. I mean, well, yes, I like, know people can hide things, but. Well, and it also takes a little while to kick in, which is what the thing is. Like when you're like husbands are home or, you know, dads are home for usually the first couple of weeks, those are probably good. It's mm. those things tend to kick in after that point in time is when you start to feel and then imagine when you're when people are surrounding you you're probably not feeling all this alone and this depression but true. like then you're left there by yourself is when I think all of that can hit you mm-hmm. I mean that's how it was because I mean like I said I had this a little bit with it was postpartum anxiety which um is very similar but I mean with Shelby and I mean this was my second child so like it was really strange I didn't have it with my first but with Shelby I absolutely did I had to go on medication for a while because I was so angry at everything and I just could not handle anything that was going on like when mm-hmm. I was alone with her and I'm like that's terrible and I felt awful about it you know yeah. and just like all women do they don't want to say anything yeah so yeah. and I mean to that point like with Nora she was my my third child there was they had me drinking caffeine because I had a spinal leak and I breastfed mm. my kids. So wow. Nora had a caffeine addiction mm. and I made yeah. the decision to pull back on it because it was upsetting her in a variety of ways. So she went through 36 hours where she didn't sleep and all mm. she did was cry and scream and no one else could touch her but me. And so I didn't sleep for 36 hours. And I remember there being one point where I'm just holding her and I'm crying while she's crying and I can't do anything and she can't do anything. And my husband can't do anything. And when people would say, can I help? Well, you can't help me because you can't take this kid away from me, but I have other children. I have a house. I have family that needs to be fed. I have laundry that needs to be done. Padma's house was demolished. And the annoying part to me was it didn't look that much different when they all left. When Padma was sitting on that table, it was destroyed in that living room. Could you have maybe hired someone to come over and help for the day? Mm Mm-hmm. You, you bought her a condo can you hire someone to clean up just for the day well Help even that i mean so like, overwhelmed can maybe like can we get her a nanny because like i mean yeah. it's not, i mean you guys are all surgeons like you've got <laughs> the money to do it like mm-hmm. and she's got twins yeah. that are that were preemies so like it is probably a lot to deal with because i mean if they're preemies i mean elena was a preemie they have to eat every so many hours even if they're sleeping you gotta wake them up because they've yeah. got to put on weight so like she probably had no time to herself at all that entire day mm-hmm. like get her some help and i get you know? that none and of them she would have probably feel good before. just having yeah and I, I get that too but i mean i don't know hopefully we see in the next episode that aj like you see now what's going on and like let's let's make a difference yeah i don't know i think he will be kind of pop of air now because I yes. think 
I think he thought, well, that was weird, but I don't think it went beyond that. But now that he saw her and how destroyed she was at the end of that day, I think now his desire is because yeah. it's always been to care for her and the babies. That's always been his desire. So now that he's aware of how deep the problem goes, I think he will be more yeah. intuitive about it. And I think he'll be more watchful. Yeah. And because he had a clue, but I, I was a little weirded out that like when Leela got off the phone with her, she had a look like she felt like something was wrong. But then when she talked to AJ, she, she was like, she no, was it's fine. fine. I'm like, aren't you all twins? Aren't you supposed to have like this intuition thing? Like... And AJ was the one who said, hey, have you noticed anything? I couldn't get back because I got called to the surgery. Mm -hmm. So AJ was trying to get back there, but because of the nature of his job, he couldn't. Yeah. And I'm a little disappointed in Leela because he gave her opportunity. He said, have you noticed something? And then she said, no, when she did. Like clearly, you're not stupid, Leela. So you know that he picked up on something. So maybe rehash what you both experienced. And yeah figure something out yeah. and again I, i'm just gonna chalk it up to inexperience not neglect but yeah. man, she needed that help and i think the only reason i want to spend a lot of time talking about this is because in our group people are and not just in our group on the internet on other i've seen other groups yeah people are upset with her and i will say that i said all of last season padma having children is not the way to show that you're responsible there are other things you can do first right. and i still maintain that i do maintain that this is way harder than she thought it was going to be yeah, but I still, think it is, it's, and that's the thing. I think it's way harder for every single person. I don't mm-hmm. care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been wanting kids. I don't care if you already have a child at home. Every mm-hmm. single time you bring a newborn home, it is all of a sudden harder than you realize. It's different every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I do think that she did kind of think it would be a breeze. Mm-hmm. I think she started to think differently once the problems happened near the end of her pregnancy. Yeah. And then you could see, and I think that's also what's playing into this is because look at how they were born into the world. She was stressed out. She was writing a will. She was very afraid. And so she's coming off of that fear to being alone with these kids whose lives are now in her hands. So of course, of course, she's not going to have an easy time. Yeah. And I think we can acknowledge that she was a little naive about what this was going to be while still giving her grace to think this is freaking hard and nobody has an easy time with babies for newborn certainly not multiples yeah just nobody i think it can be said like i mean and that's just something i want to say like even as you get like as your kids get older too Mm -hmm. i mean i love my kids more than the air that i breathe but there are some days when it is hard and life is hard and I yeah. cry about it. And I mean, it's, things are hard. And, but that doesn't mean there are times when I need my alone time, mm-hmm. when I don't want them here, I don't want to do these things. That doesn't make me a bad mother. No. Because I still love them more than anything else in this world. Mm-hmm. But I still need moments to where yeah. I can like be away from it. And I can like, and I need to be able to vent about when my kids are being jerks. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean I don't love them. But I need to be able to say, like, they're being jerks today. You know, I mean, (laughs) it is what it is. And so I think it's parenting in general is hard. And so anybody giving her a hard time just really, I don't know, it it upsets me to see her not receiving the support Mm -hmm. that I think they were trying to like get us to convey in this episode. Exactly. And you have to look at the time frame too. They left in the morning when AJ found her. The kids were already asleep and it was night. All day. Just her all yes. day long 
I defy anyone to say, oh yeah, I totally have an easy time doing this. Yeah. Say that you're and alive. Also, some kids are easier. Some kids will just eat and sleep and it's cool. Like that's all they're going to. Not typically preemies though. And that's what the difference, like they're preemies. And so like and they, two. yes, exactly. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I felt so sorry for her in this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I did cry along with her at that final scene. That was, oh, yeah. that was super. I mean, I don't even, when I had my first daughter, I, she just cried all the time. And there was, I was highly, highly, highly anemic. And so my emotions were all over the place. And I remember my husband had to take her from, he had to get up in the morning. It was like four in the morning. He had to get up and be to work at seven, but he took her from me and just held her in the bathroom while she cried so that I could just have a moment. Yeah. Padma didn't get to have any moments. <laughs> nothing because also being two of them like if you've got one calm down it's probably the other one's probably upset so Mm -hmm. like there's no middle ground you know like there's no time to like breathe during that i don't know it was was hard to watch and the only thing with that doctor too is those kids are screaming in the background like can you not can you not hear that in her right and i mean like cool yes it is okay for the babies to cry but obviously she was in distress like i wasn't even worried about the babies at the moment the babies are fine just crying yeah. like you can let them cry for some it's fine but like she's in distress like comfort her like mm-hmm. i don't understand and then why is that not a trigger to you as the doctor that there might be some postpartum like depression stuff going on when like us who are not medical professionals at all we've just experienced stuff on our own yeah like we recognize that i mean luckily my doctor as soon as i mentioned some of the things that i had was immediately like do you think you might need, you mm-hmm. know, something to help you get through this? And For sure. thankfully, like, if that's what did, you know? Yeah. It was rough. Another thing I didn't like about this episode was Leela going to Devin about having kids. Mm-hmm. When she's I was really still undecided during the conversation. Why even bring it up? I think she's not that undecided anymore. I think she wants them, which in, to me actually it made me laugh because in my head I'm thinking, of course, it's because the woman has now been around the babies and now wants them. <laughs> and the man that's now had to take care of them, he's like, no, nah, I think I'm cool with like, what we got going <laughs> <Right>. on. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was a, I found it to be an amusing reaction to the situation. Mm-hmm. Like Devin's like, mm, no, I'm, I, I really kind of like my alone time here. I do also think that Devin realized that she was only saying this because it's newborn phase and she's getting the happy sunny parts. And I think he's realizing you don't actually want kids and I'm not going to buy into that. Yeah. I think this will, uh, from that conversation, I, I, I so. think Leela is changing her mind and I think we will see them have a family too. I really hope so because I think Devin deserves that and I want to see Devin as a dad. Yeah. And I think Leela could too. Cause I mean, that mm-hmm. whole storyline confused me anyways, because the Leela that we knew prior to that, I was like, really? Like, you're not, like, I would have seen you as maternal and mm-hmm. I would have seen you as like wanting to do this. So I yeah. hope that's where we're going. Me too. And I think we'll, we'll watch them grow and we'll watch them continue to get better. And I think that we'll continue to watch Padme get support. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's, there's other things that are coming up soon too, in relationships that we're going to see grow and change and mm-hmm. it'll be good. Yeah. So I think one of the relationships we're supposed to see alter and change is Belle and Kit. And I, we didn't really get that in the preview. Uh, we just read that it was supposed to be episode six. So that's, we're guessing maybe Belle has a suit jacket on. Maybe they're preparing for it. I don't know. But it's mostly about a liver transplant and a little girl. And I feel like I just watched something like this on Med. 
Um, but the mom is the match to donate a liver. And of course, if they do it, she's going to die. And I, I think that's such a hard position to be in of, I mean, if you do this and you die, your child goes up without a mother. If you don't do it, then your <laughs> child dies. It's just, it's I a totally do situation. It. Oh, I would a hundred percent. I mean, when that, that preview, kid is going to like, yeah, but if that preview wouldn't there, like, you know, this could kill you. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if my kid needs my liver to live, then let's just do it. Like, you mm-hmm. don't have to explain these risks to me. Like I'm willing to kind of risk whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. It's just, it's a hard position for that Absolutely. kid too, because that kid's going to have to grow up realizing I'm the reason my mother is dead. Yeah. I'm the reason my father's dead. So that's what I mean. It's just, it's just a no-win situation. I mean, the yeah. parents, I, if you're a decent parent, you're going to do what it takes to save your kid, but then your kid is going to grow up. And, I mean, yeah. of course she might not die. Maybe the resident will pull a miracle like it usually does. And so, yeah, it's usually much more happy endings. Yes. Like. And so I genuinely, although this last episode the guy died so i don't know i i don't i don't want this mother and daughter to die certainly not on an episode that's supposed to be focusing on bell and kids wedding yeah well we just had a death so with a patient so we probably won't have one this next yeah, episode we should be good we're solid we're good to go yeah, yeah. and I, so i think it's gonna bring a lot of drama and i think we're gonna see obviously aj's a surgeon but we're gonna see maybe devin will get in there with whatever the issue is with them to do some research maybe it'll be something that he can solve with his new research money and mm-hmm. i don't i don't Layla is she or Leela? I keep calling her Layla because I know someone named Layla. But Leela is she's a neurosurgeon, right? Or did she choose which one did she go with? I don't remember. Did she choose neurosurgery or did she choose cardiothoracic? Did she choose either one of them? I don't this is even chose, did she? I thought she did. I thought I, she was forced to choose at the end of last season. Well, I know I don't think it's neurosurgery, but I also don't know if it's cardio because like she was doing she was working on her bell so maybe she was working on her bell and then surgery she did something what she do for nolan the other day i don't feel like that was it wasn't cardi it wasn't cardio related mm-hmm. because it you guys watch the show huh you know all i can remember about that scene is that nolan wants a bidet i don't remember i know right? <laughs> I remember the surgery. but if it was like a, if because usually cardio and neuro like if you're doing that like i mean i would think that nolan is more of general surgery i, I know he's trauma but like i think it's like it would have to be general surgery because usually cardio or neuro they always bring in the specialist if mm-hmm. like those are involved and i mean cardio and neuro can do any surgery that's just where they're better that's just where they specialize i think they're still capable to do other surgeries but so maybe this will be an opportunity for to see our team work together yeah it's hard because we're only seeing the one case but you want to see all your people so i don't know if we're going to get multiple cases or i I don't know how it'll play out but it'll be interesting to see hopefully we do get that wedding soon because it's time already this episode is titled for better or worse so Oh man, if one of them dies at Kent Bell's wedding day, that's gonna that's gonna be terrible. <laughs> Maybe that's our guarantee. They're not gonna kill someone on Kent Bell's wedding day. So that's our guarantee right there, right? This isn't Grey's Anatomy. We won't do crazy stuff like that, okay? <laughs> so I think that's about it for the residents. Stay tuned for next week. It is on an 8-7 Central on Tuesday nights on Fox. I always forget it's at 7 Central. I always go to turn on an 8, like... Crap, I've missed the whole thing. So it's at 8, 7 Central. For those of you who are confused about what time it's on, you can watch our Fox sign every Sunday. We're talking 911 and the resident. 
Tuesdays, we're putting out our one Chicago episode, so you can be prepared for Wednesday's Chicago night. And Wednesdays, you can get our ABC episode, which is Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 to be prepared for Thursday's Grey's Night. Check out our Facebook group, The Resident Chastain Family Fan Club and 911-911 Family Fan Club. Talk about a whole lot of things about the show, characters, the actors. I don't know why I said characters that way, but it is what it is now. So come over there, start a conversation with us. Let us know what you think. Seriously, we want to know what you think. We want to know your ideas about the show, about what you want to see on our podcast. We are fans exactly like you, just wanting to talk about the show. So let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear from us. And on that note, we'll see you in a couple of days. Bye, guys. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fan and Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, familyfanclub2021 at wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.